Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going well. We're in the same place this week. I'm in Nashville. Yes. You're here for the ERLC National Conference. We're recording it uh, on site at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel here. We are uh, in one of the conference rooms here. The ERLC National Conference is going on just down the hall from us. Uh, we've been in there this afternoon, back in there tonight, uh, listening to uh, speakers like uh, Dr. Moore. We had uh, Jim Daly from Focus on the Family. We've got Dean and Sarah tonight, J.D. Greer, and uh, a lot of others coming. Um, and so looking forward to that. Uh, even Ben Sass, Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska is here uh, yes. to be speaking yeah. at the uh, ERLC National Conference. Really good. Yes. Yeah, so I've been here all week, actually, doing all kinds of uh, doing all kinds of things. Uh, watching the eclipse with my family, with my mm-hmm. kids. That was kind of neat. Didn't it, expect it, it to be that nice. It, it I enjoyed really it. It really was. It really was. We had a great time um, and then spent, been hanging out, went to Lifeway one day, went up to the executive committee. And what did you get to see over there? I got to see the display of gavels. And that, right. was, that was pretty exciting. Uh, I, w- I went by and saw uh, my friend Allison Young, who is there. Also saw Christy Peters and Sharon Robinson and Becky Chandler. So got to just say hello to some friends. But they have this beautiful case with um, lots of gavels. The broadest gavel, the one that we use at the annual meeting that the president uses every year, going all the way back to uh, John Broadus. But then there are some other ones, too, some that were carved out of special wood, uh, things like that. And uh, there was one that was carved, they call it the Lottie Moon Gavel, that was carved out of some wood, maybe from the church where she was mm-hmm. from, I think, uh, and several others. So I got to see this whole display of gavels that many of them have been used at different times um, at annual meetings in the past. And, you know, I kind of get into that stuff. Yeah. So just a bit. It was very fun. Uh, to find but, out more on Amy's podcast, This Week in Gavels, available on iTunes. Yes. Don't look for it too much. I haven't actually launched it because I think only one person would listen, and that's me. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so it's been a fun week, and now uh, things really kicking off here at uh, Opryland for the ERLC National Conference, and it's been a good, uh, good conference so far. Yep, it has, and uh, we want to thank our sponsor for this week's episode, the Billy Graham School of Missions, Evangelism, and Ministry at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Saw a display by them downstairs as well. Whether you're preparing to plant or revitalize churches in North America or to take the gospel to places where Christ is not yet known, the Billy Graham School is committed to training the next generation of Great Commission leaders. Learn more about the Billy Graham School's MDiv, DMIN, or other degree programs by visiting sbts.edu slash bgs. Again, that is sbts.edu slash bgs. All right, Amy, moving on to the news. Got some big news out of Northwest Arkansas. Ronnie Floyd has been named the president of the National Day of Prayer. Yeah, this really was big news that landed. Uh, lots of stories out about this, um, but we've uh, we've got in the show notes the Baptist Press story, so that kind of mm-hmm. gives those details. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what you've just sort of learned and, and pieced together uh, about this position. This is a really big deal. Yeah, this is a really big deal. I talked to uh, Dave Butts with the National Day of Prayer and the National Prayer Committee, So, uh, and he kind of gave me the lay of the land on how this works and, and what the National Day of Prayer is, because we know— what the National Day of Prayer is. It's the first Thursday in May every year. There's mm-hmm. a big uh, gathering in D.C. A lot of presidents have participated in that. It was actually passed in a law in 1988 by Ronald Reagan uh, to be that first Thursday in May. Uh, so we, we've we seen this. We're very familiar with it. And even, you know, um, Dave, when I was talking to him, said that 96% of pastors 
Uh, they got some stats and, and data are familiar with the brand of National Day of Prayer. So it's wow. it's really, really right. well known. It's been around obviously. for a long time. Been around since, been around since 1952 uh, when Congress established a National Day of Prayer, uh, but really intentional since 1988. So we've seen that. And uh, so I, I talked to Dave this week and just kind of get an inform- get some more information about what the National Day of Prayer is because a lot of us know what the event is, but we don't really know about the organization. Right. Dr. Floyd's been named the president, which is a new role in the National Day of Prayer and really is a combination of like the, the executive director and the chairman. Uh, the chairman uh, for a long time had been Shirley Dobson. And uh, the last year or two had been Anne Graham Lotz. Right. And Anne Graham Lotz, uh, she put out a post this week too. She's stepping aside to to have this this really uh you know big position. Kind of blended. Yeah, blended position. So it's it's kind of like the face of the organization, but also the CEO role. So this right. president role that Dr. Floyd has taken on, basically he's running this organization now. He's the guy right. that's forming the vision, the future, and everything. Yeah, so it's it's not just, I mean, he, he's not just a spokesperson. No. He's leading. He's he leading was the leader staff of, and everything. Right. There's an office out in Colorado. He's staying at Cross Church. And I talked to him about this uh, this week via text. Staying at Cross Church, uh, but going to be casting the vision and leading the staff, and, you know, and, and being the, the forward face of the National Day of Prayer to raise funds, those right. kind of things. Right. Well, none of this is a surprise. It fits very well with oh, yeah. uh, what oh, his yeah, heart has totally. been for a long time um, to see spiritual awakening in our nation and as well just his personal uh, and pastoral focus on prayer, this is a very natural fit. So we should have him, uh, we, we should have him back on again to talk about yeah, this. We'll have to get in next, touch with we should do it in the yeah. spring. Yeah. It, do it in the spring leading and leading up, up to the it. National yeah, Day of Prayer. Yeah. So have him on that week. So also, Amy, uh, speaking of some national events, uh, Dwight McKissick uh, and others, including Steve Gaines, the president of the SBC, had a, a meeting in Arlington this past week or last Sunday night. Uh, and a panel discussion to discuss the racial tension that's going on in the U.S. This was at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas. That's where uh, Dwight McKissick is the pastor. Um, And so there were a number of panelists. It was uh, nine total uh, pastors, law enforcement official, um, an educator, different people in the the event was a kingdom conversation on race and the alt-right. They had a discussion. It was after a worship service and sort of a prayer meeting, and they took questions from the audience. Um, So I'm sure it was was an incredible discussion, I'm certain. I think having um, Dr. Gaines there, uh, I think that's... That's very helpful. Yeah, it's a great representation of uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. Certainly the context, um, not just given the resolution that we passed uh, this summer in Phoenix on the alt-right, but what has happened in just recent days in Charlottesville certainly keeps that conversation open, really shows how important that resolution was. And so to have the SBC president at the church uh, of uh, of the pastor who originally submitted that, yeah. that's very important uh, to, to have them sort of leading out on this discussion. And it's, it's a good reminder, too, that, uh, that Dwight is— you know, this is something he's walking through every day with his people in his right. church. It's not just a thing that he, you know, cares about three days in June, you know, whenever he stands up and, and makes a resolution or submits a resolution and, and discusses it. I mean, this is something that he is living out day by day by day. Um, so, you know, it, it's good to have those kind of leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention that this is important to, you know, 365 days of the year. Yes. All right. So let's go to New Orleans. New Orleans. Big money. I feel like I need like the Ted DiBiase walk-in music here. Million Dollar Monday. Uh, at New Orleans, they had three gifts given a couple of weeks ago, totaling $1 million. $200,000 will be used immediately as part of the Fred Luter Jr. African-American Scholarship Program. 
uh, and 500000 of it are going into an endowment to fund scholarships for small church pastors in Montana. 50000 also above that 500 will be used right away, uh, but the 500000 is going to be used in an endowment. The other 250000 uh, goes into scholarships for Mississippi students to study expository preaching through the Adrian Rogers Center for Expository Preaching at New Orleans. So uh, those are going to be available next year, it seems. Uh, but uh, this is, you know, some big scholarship money at uh, New Orleans. Yeah, it's always great uh, to hear about things like this, particularly uh, donors that will give money for scholarships. The cooperative program does so much to help offset mm-hmm. the costs of uh, seminary students, but they still, I mean, they they there are still costs all the time. They get a 50% uh, tuition rate Um that essentially is just an automatic scholarship right there because yep. of the generosity of Southern Baptists. Um, but they are still coming up with the other half. And scholarships like these uh, can really enable people, whether it's, uh, as we said, where they're from or what they're studying, um, just different, uh, different ways that people can, um, can have the ability to go. This is always exciting for a seminary, and so what a great day for New Orleans. Yes, it's always good to see those kind of uh, days. I, I know any any institution like yours that you work at or at Southern uh, that we mentioned, those kind of gifts really make a difference, not just for the seminary, but for those students on the other end of that receiving, uh, receiving those scholarships. So uh, congratulations to Dr. Kelly. Uh, some sad news, Amy, out of NAM this week. Doyle Pennington, he was a pioneer in mobilizing Southern Baptist laypersons for missions and ministry, died on August the 13th of pancreatic cancer at age 75. He was the first lay volunteer with the Mission Service Corp, uh, which was founded in 1977, kind of the uh, the service branch of the Home Mission Board at that time, which is now NAM. I uh, talked to Carol Pipes this week about Doyle. Mm-hmm. She knew him from uh, his, his many years at the North American Mission Board and she had nothing but good things to say about Doyle. Uh, he was really a loved member of the NAM family uh, from the past, uh, you know, basically 40 years. Wow, what a trailblazer. And uh, just just years and years of service. A very incredible story here that uh, Baptist Press has put up um, that just lays out everything that he has done. It uh, This is interesting. It talks about how he went to North Korea to feed children, and he went to the American Arctic to lead mission tours, went to Australia to promote Baptist lay renewal, and really came along uh, uh, came along other leaders, helping them to be better missionaries. So uh, it looks like some real groundbreaking work here, and uh, we our prayers go out to his family, and we're grateful for uh, the service, uh, specifically through uh, the Home Mission Board, North American Mission Board. All right, moving back over to Texas, we got some news for uh, some state convention stuff, I mean, in Texas and Alabama, actually. Uh, Juan Sanchez is going to be nominated as the SBTC president uh, this fall at their annual meeting. That's really exciting news. Juan Sanchez, we knew him yep. uh, at Southern And he's years been on ago. the podcast here, too. Yes, he has. Juan and Janine that we knew years ago and just love uh, being around them. It's always great to see them. I'm very excited uh, to hear about this. Uh, for him, this is good news for Texas. Yes, it is. It's good news for Texas. Uh, Juan is a two-time graduate of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's got a PhD in systematic theology, as well as a THM, actually a three-time graduate, I guess, of Southern. He's got an MDiv, THM, and a PhD. 
One of the interesting notes in this article is that in 2016, uh, Wands Church High Point gave $50,202.35 through uh, the SBTC to Southern Baptist Causes, including $19,708.97 through the cooperative program. So they've done uh, they've done great work to support Southern Baptist Causes. Yeah, and speaking of CP and budget, the uh, Alabama State Convention released their proposed budget for 2018 this year. Uh, basically, you know, we, we talked about Samford. Samford is withdrawing from funding from Alabama Baptist at $3.5 million windfall. They're going to knock down the budget uh, to $37 million. Basically comes out to about $18.5 million and go to 50-50 right away. So Alabama jumping ahead of schedule on that 50-50 uh, goal that they had from the Great Commission Resurgence. Uh, going to be pulling back that $3.5 million. $0.5 million of it will go into uh, Mobile and Judson. The other three million, basically, they're going to just reduce the budget to keep it where it is. So, uh, CP funds will stay at around eighteen point five, and so will the funds in Alabama. All right, moving over to Mississippi Baptist Convention, they have ceased affiliation with Northminster Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi, um, on kind of the same grounds we've been seeing, Amy. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this before. That as we see uh, state conventions and and local associations making this decision uh, as far as partnering with with churches. We see typically the same thing. Um, Northminster Baptist Church is in Jackson. It is a, a CBF partner church, uh, but there was uh, still some connection with the state convention. They reported this just last week. Uh, told Mississippi Today that it was that the church was found not to be in friendly cooperation uh, with the convention. They did not say uh, why. Yeah, the uh, the story kind of alludes to uh, dealing with LGBTQ issues in the church. So, uh, and and that's something that we've seen from a lot of Southern Baptist state conventions. All right, finally, moving up to the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boys College, they've added classical education program uh, and a couple of professors. Yeah, so this is a minor in classical education that's starting this academic year, and uh, the the focus is to really help train. It's within their teacher education program, but it will be open to boy students uh, that aren't not just ones that are in that teacher education program, but it's an emphasis there. Um, and I, I think what it's really doing is helping develop their students to be teachers of classical yeah. education as that movement is really gathering steam. Um, that's been something that uh, that we have done at times with our, our kids, both in the home and then they've been in some classical schools. And uh, a lot of parents are making that decision now. So a lot more schools are popping up. This is a great uh, addition to uh, to their curriculum to begin preparing some of their students to be teachers in these schools. Yep, and it's going to be led by Melissa Tucker, who chairs the Boyce Teacher Education Program. Also joining the faculty and staff are Old Testament scholar Adam Howell and counselor Andrew Rogers. So congratulations to them for joining the faculty up at Boyce College. And that's going to do it for us this week on the news side of things. Amy, it's now time for my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds. Okay, so this uh, is a very interesting story that I found. We're going to go back to 1975. Now, there wasn't necessarily a major thing happening in SBC history, but there was um, a conversation on a radio show. So almost like, you know, the podcasts yeah. of, uh, of that day. We had a radio show. It was called Listen, and it was, um, it was produced by the Southern Baptist Radio and Television Commission, mm-hmm. which is no longer yep. an, an agency, Got but was very active. NAM, NAM, right? Yes, yeah. I believe so. All right. So 
uh, Rosser McDonald, who was of the the radio commission, he had this uh, this program listen, and he did an interview of. I'm probably going to say this wrong. Is it of Werner von Braun? Werner von Werner. Braun. We'll go with Werner. I'm not sure. Um, there we go. So it's uh, he is considered father of the U.S. space and rocket program uh, that that put men on the moon. So he helped design oh, I think, wow. Saturn. Um, Spaceships. Saturn five rockets. Yes, yeah. yes. So he had left NASA in 1972, but he did this interview um, on this program for the Southern Baptist Radio and Television Commission, and he had some really interesting quotes. He talks about the evidences of a creator are so overwhelming to me. I just can't envision this whole universe to come into being without something like a divine will. I cannot envision the creation without the concept of a creator. But then he starts talking about uh, science and religion sort of working together, and he starts having this discussion citing the orbit the Earth makes yeah. around the sun, the orbit the moon makes around the Earth, as example of physical laws that are part of creation. And he says, prediction of solar eclipses, for instance, were made several hundred years ago with tremendous precision, and reproducibility of celestial motions have always inspired man greatly and made him marvel at the precision of the laws of nature. How and then, fitting. Yeah. So then he talks He talks about these laws are so precise uh, that they must have been laid down by somebody. So they, they have this conversation on the radio program um, talking about this, and it's the exact thing that we've all been talking about yeah. uh, this week. So I was looking through, I was kind of trying to find, uh, usually I'm always trying to find events that happen, but then I caught this and I thought, this is kind of cool that here here we've all been sort of marveling, uh, looking up at the skies, thinking on these things. And uh, they were talking about it on a radio show this week in SBC history. Yeah. And Amy, you mentioned at the top of the show, you were able to be here in town to see the full eclipse. Yes. It was a lot cooler than I expected. I mean, I, I was kind of mad on the eclipse, I must admit, until yes, it happened. Yes, I know and you then, were. And then it was I like, whoa. Were. I was, was pretty neat. excited. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So looking where, forward to trying to make... You know, see the thing, the other one in seven years. Yes. So where were you? I was at Lifeway. You were at Lifeway. Mm -hmm. Downtown. Downtown. Very cool. I think you guys had kind of a party. Yeah, we had a big party and Amy T did a great job with that. And it it was fun. We had a great time. I was in a field with my parents and the kids. Uh, My cousin's wife uh, was there. It was the the field right up behind um, where where they live. And it was just breathtaking. Yeah, it was really cool. I yep. really, really enjoyed it. So it's kind of neat. And we you know this, we're talking about this this week in SBC history. All right. Well, that'll move us on to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is the Falls Creek 100th anniversary celebration. If you live in Oklahoma or even near Oklahoma, uh, try to get to that next Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that's September 2nd and 3rd. Uh, they're having the 100th anniversary celebration at Falls Creek. I saw a story this week from Chris Doyle up, up at the Oklahoma Messenger talking about the Centennial Choir. They got a 500 voice choir ready to go for the Centennial Celebration at Falls Creek. So uh, check that out. We'll get the link to that. Um, not sure if they're going to stream it online or not, but uh, congratulations to all the folks up in Oklahoma uh, at Falls Creek. Uh, just a phenomenal place up there and resource for Southern Baptist up in the Oklahoma area. Amy, your resource of the week is? So mine's a little bit time sensitive uh, for people who are listening when this drops on Friday. Yeah. But anyone who listens Friday and Saturday, uh, check out the live stream 
at the the ERLC National Conference. If you're not able to be here, um, where we are, the uh, the live stream is going on, and there's some ex- some exclusive content, live stream only content, some great interviews and discussions. And uh, Southeastern is sponsoring that this year, sponsoring that stage, and so we've had a lot of fun uh, just getting excited about that and some yep. of the people who are going to be on it. And right before um, we came here, Dr. Aiken, that's had, right, had uh, that's right. gone on there. He was talking uh, on there. So if you listen to this on the day uh, that this drops, check it out. And if not, if you're listening to it later, uh, usually they will start putting the talks online and uh, definitely uh, take an opportunity to see some of the things you missed. Yep, it's been a great conference so far. Looking forward to the rest of it. Amy, once again, thanks to our sponsor, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boyce College up there in Louisville, uh, the Billy Graham School. Check them out at sbts.edu slash bgs. Amy, it's uh, been good to see you this week, and you'll be heading back to North Carolina. you got kids starting school next week. Start Monday. I'm headed to uh, Ridgecrest, so I'm headed to North Carolina too, but a different part. So uh, we've got a trustee meeting next week, so I'll be at Ridgecrest, and uh, we'll have some news from that, I'm sure. After uh, that's done, we got the ERLC trustee meeting was actually today. Don't really have any news from that yet. We'll probably be covering that next week. And uh, trustee meeting starting to kick off here in the fall. Yep, it's that time. We've still got a little bit uh, more time before our trustee meetings come, but we've got all the beginning of the semester uh, events still happening. Uh, so getting in the swing of things and we're getting close uh, after trustee meetings becomes uh, we get to state conventions. So yeah. I think things are going to get busy um, yeah. uh, very soon. Executive committee in a few weeks yes. and the state conventions will be kicking off after the that. The 100th birthday. Yeah. 100th birthday. There will be coming. cake. Yes. From what I understand. Very excited. There will be cake. So, all right. Well, thanks again for joining us this week on SBC This Week. We'll see you next week. See you next week.